This production has been brought to you by the Free Lunch Podcast. Unauthorized use and or duplication of this material without express and written permission from the Free Lunch Podcast is strictly prohibited. This show has been brought to you by the Thomas Allen Collection. The Thomas Allen Collection is a men's accessory line designed to attract and capture a variety of tastes with a unique appeal. Thomas Allen strives to produce an extraordinary design to turn a new leaf on fashion for men and at desired occasions. If I told you once, I told you several times on this podcast. Ladies, get your man a Thomas Allen collection tie. Gentlemen, get your Thomas Allen collection tie. You can't go wrong with rocking a Thomas Allen collection tie at a formal event. Uh, BG, don't you own a um, Thomas Allen collection tie? Yes, sir. And they way fly than anything that's already out there. I got a couple of them, so I recommend going out there and getting some of that flay. Yep, Thomas Allen collection. Um, you can reach him at 678-960-9171, 678-960-9171. Thomas Allen, when time or not really counts. Now on to the show. Yeah. So you got to understand, brothers just see things different. You know what I'm saying? Like... Niggas got different perceptions. But the value isn't focusing on yourself. That's what it's all about, though. See, I'm the type of nigga, like, I can have five, my brother got three. It's nothing for me to give him one, so we'll both have four. It's how I more. It's not a thing. Like lands in my hometown, I'm older, wisdom, they say it makes you more effective indeed, in due time, everything will make sense to us all, lime wedge in my ginger ale, making a car to fly, winter time in my nice car, I'm home for the holidays, sipping babies, bad bitches from high school, reacquainted, caught them on the rebound, fucking good at the Marriott, I'm downtown, contemplating my next moves to move forward, cause whether music or otherwise, I move toward it, tortoise print, time forwards, non-pers- can't listen to niggas, gotta know your limits Perception, divine guidance, intuition, connection I'm counting blood, money, rap related Happy New Year, popping champagne, I made it I made it possible for brothers run from the dream Believe bigger than the things we already seen They say it's not about the goal, it's the in-between The meantime, the ups and downs, if you can win, you can have it all Some niggas chase dreams, some sit and complain Some niggas chase hopes, some about they change A nigga like me what the fuck you figure? It's TCP. I'm a different type of nigga. Yeah. Just a different type of nigga, man. Yeah, yeah. TCP. I'm a different type of nigga. Attitude's all contagious and niggas desperate. Welcome to Free Love Podcast. This is your boy, Titan Tank. What happened to Free Love Podcast? I got the main man, BGZ with me. BGZ. Yes, sir. Ain't nothing going on, man. We, we in ATL, A3C, conference, we chilling, man. We, we having a great experience, getting some exposure, meeting some good people, making that network grow, man. So I'm having a good time. What's going on with you, boy? Man, we've been grinding. You know, we, you know we started the hashtag, never not working. Never not. Man, that's, that's real. I feel like that. It's a haze. <laughs> it's a haze, but it's a good haze. Getting this work in, man, and this is what it's all about. It, it's definitely a good haze. Uh, right now, we have an opportunity to record live from the Marriott Marquee. Fancy. We live in ATL. But, man, enough about you and I. For sure. We got a special guest. Very yeah, special. We're able to pull someone out, yeah. come out and participate yeah. in, in this whole experience that we've been having as, 
and really be able to dive deep into not only A3C, but also into just the Atlanta hip hop scene, um, into his personal growth in hip hop and and the lessons that he's learned in his personal journey, mistake, phenomenon, internationally known. Hopefully we can tell we can talk a little bit about that. But man, we got Boy, the homie Willie the Kid. What's going on, Willie? What's good? What's good? <laughs> we in the presence of greatness right now. So, so we in your city. Chris, let me say thank you. Oh, yeah, for, for, sure. for coming out to, to participate in the podcast. Sure, man. sure. But before we even jump into it, I heard you were a beer connoisseur. <laughs> <laughs> what type of beer do you like? Uh, like you like, like to drink? This, like this time, like this time of year, you know, fall time, going into winter. Um, the stouts and the quarters get popular around this time of year. So, are you yeah. making the beers at the crib? Oh, um, nah, I ain't got that far. Y'all got some homies that really be down there. They really do that. It's like sweet potato joints coming right, pumpkin joints. I mean, like they they get busy. They get busy. Is that how you I ain't tapped into it? Is that is that how you got kind of into being a connoisseur because of them? Yeah, or? just hanging out with my folks, hanging out with my homies, and they was they was doing what they was doing. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm, I'm into food heavy too. Heard. I was like, that was the next question. Yeah, I'm into I heard food. you like to get down in, yeah. in, the, in, the, in the kitchen. I'm too. into food. Yeah, yeah, it's how to be, you know, you and I do. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> to me, it's all art. You know what I mean? It you know, is. It's how to get sure. into it. The more I start reminding me of music. You know what I mean? Like, it really reminded me of music. Like, the same feeling I get when I put a record together, the same feeling I get when I put some food together. You know what I mean? Like, go to the store, go shopping for different things. The same thing, like, like picking beats and, and organizing sounds, organizing lyrics, stuff like that. Like, the similarities. Yeah, I'll give the same high for it. I got into it a little bit more. What's your, what's your go-to, man? Go-to. Italian food. For sure. Anything like any lasagna, anything, anything based in pasta. That's me, with that lasagna, boy. I put yeah. that lasagna throw in a couple of different types of meats <laughs> in that thing. Do <laughs> those fresh vegetables, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Seafood, you know what I mean? That's all day. That's, that's what's up, man. I, I was, when I was doing a little research, yeah. doing my homework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I got a little intel. I say, man, sure. I'm definitely starting to show off with, with him being a beer connoisseur. Because we don't even hear a lot of a lot of people talk about it's that. It's leisure. It's leisure. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not doing it for the attention. This is what we usually do. You know what I mean? We go to different all beer festivals, stuff like that. I'm meeting with the people who actually own certain beer companies. Shout out to my homeboy, El Sharpton. Like, he's like the guy that really got me into it. You know what I mean? Like, that's my man. We put it together. I'm sitting with the guys, the founders of Terrapin and Sweetwater and these different companies, craft beer companies, and we're sitting down having real leisure conversations with them. So the drop that I got on is different than the average. Let me let me put you on one bill. Let me put you on one bill. So I'm in DC and I live in Alexandria. They have Alexandria has a new beer that they put out. Uh, they actually have a brewery down there, and it actually won National Small Beer of the Year, what have you, called Port City, man. So check it out when you get a chance. Check it out when you get a chance. We wanted to learn a little bit more about you, and then we also wanted to talk to the cast that's actually participated in A3C. BG and I had the opportunity today to really participate in A3C, man, and for me, man, it's, it's legit. It's genuine, it's authentic, it's organic. We had an opportunity to talk face to face with Combat Jack, uh, Premier P, uh, Rosenberg, Side Sound, uh, yeah. Combat Jim. Uh, man, we was face to face with these individuals. So, if you in hip hop, if you love hip hop, 
if you're in podcasting, if you're in marketing, or anything associated with that, man, A3C is definitely something that I would recommend. But with you being a, a historian, I per se, you actually participate in, in this event. Can you kind of talk about it from a behind-the-scenes perspective? Yeah. And, and even your participation over the years? For sure. The first time I did ATC, um, it was at the Masquerade, which is like the town area. Uh-huh. And um, everything was there. So, like, the hotels, the venues, the whole Edgewood, you know, the vibe, the energy that's like in the street. Right. And the see. It was all contained in one venue. So, so imagine that. Yeah. Was it was it as as authentic, as genuine as it is today, or was sure. it more commercial and hard uh, to get to the It's always been there. It's always been there because, like you said, it's a leisure opportunity, right? You can go to a venue and go see a DJ spin. You standing right next to another artist right there. You know what I mean? And y'all can talk. Head crack. Hot. Shout out to Head Crack. Yeah, you know? Head ahead opportunity Chopping over him as well. That type of thing. You know, I think they lay out a platform, they lay out a red carpet. And Atlanta's a beautiful city. You know what I mean? A lot of different things going on here, especially when it comes to art and entertainment. So for, for it to be a hip hop thing, laying out the red carpet for everybody to come and join the family reunion, or like, or like a big networking opportunity right here in Atlanta. So it always been there. But it was interesting because, you know, I just mentioned hair crack. And. But he was out there with the mixtape, handing it out for the Bodega Boys. Right, right. And I'm looking at this sure. guy like, man, he's on the radio Monday through Friday, man. syndicated, work. but he's out there working hard. Work, work. That's what I'm saying. I'm sorry to get the really grind. Like, like they put everybody together in one space to go ahead and do the thing. But it, it is, but we had an opportunity uh, a few weeks ago, and we both attended CBC, Congressional Black Power. And in DC, it's a A three C, but for the legislative perspective. Uh, okay, yeah. So, BG, just from your experience, your perspective, how would you compare <laughs> the two events? It really, I mean, in format, that they're comparable in terms of having the different sessions and workshops, focusing on different things. But by far, A three C. Is more of a thing, I think, with people that actually come and participate, the common person, the person that's hungry, trying to make their way in whatever facet within the within the game, um, you get more out of it. You know what I mean? Because you see people that are in the position, you know, we saw Shanti Dawes, you know, like you say, Combat Jack. You see all these people that are on the platform that have, I guess, quote unquote, made it. But they're out there with the people. They're willing to talk. They're giving their information away. Yeah. Let me, do you have your card? They're taking in all this type of stuff. So they're really, and then in the sessions, they're dropping jewels and they're coming from a real genuine place. And I think that you, you get more out of it in terms of being able to take that stuff and apply it to your own hustle versus them coming and using it as an opportunity to, to boost their brand. You know, they laid back, they're not dressed up, they're just right there. And so um, in terms of experiences, this is really one of those experiences for me that's really down home, sincere, and it, it motivates you more. It gives you that, that, that fuel to say that it's regular, real human beings that are doing these things. We see them as superstars, but they're real people. So that makes and that makes space for you. I want to ask one more question on ATC. How many times have you performed at ATC? How long was that experience like um, I performed ATC about three or four times. One thing, I, one thing I can say is I performed when it was all at the Master Raid, and I performed when they started spreading it out, too. So 
both opportunities was, was dope. What I liked about the masquerade is that everything was under like one roof. Like six or seven different stages there. Wow. So you can see somebody performing outside. On your homies, and you go inside and see somebody else performing inside. Right you go upstairs, you might go on the stairs. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So you even became a fan, right? Of course, yeah. of course, because it's certain artists that I, that I respect and appreciate. We dope to be able to see them right before I did my show, right after my show. So after I get done, I don't even got to leave. I can chill, you know what I mean? And, and watch one of my homies before his show, you know. So that was dope. And then I performed a couple times. I performed once on Edgewood. I performed another time um, on Spring Street. I think the name of the venue right there, but um. Right there by North Ave. This was like two years ago, I think it was. And that was from the homie and I that were doing some promotions and uh, getting a couple of things to see and all that. I worked out the Michigan uh, Artist uh, Conference. So it was myself, John Connor, Aftermath. And um, it was cool. It was cool. Let's jump right into your story, man. From Michigan. What part of Michigan are you from? Got to stop that out, bro. Yeah, yeah. West Michigan. You see it on the app? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I had to, I had to yeah, pull yeah. that one out. It's the line, too, GRUSA. It's a clothing line that we're starting to unpromote awareness. You know, you need to be back home, too. So we'll see more about this later. But right now, go to shop GRUSA.com. That's S H O P G R U S A.com. Got some hats, got some shirts, hoodies, and scullies coming for the wintertime. Off fly, fly material. Talk about your experience back in Grand Rapids. Set the scene that'll get us to you leaving Grand Rapids and coming to the ACL. Sure, sure. It kind of just shaped. Like, where did you grow up in the Grand Rapids? How was the area accepted? For sure. Well, Grand Rapids is the, um, it's the second largest city in Michigan. Detroit is the largest. Um, Grand Rapids is a place where, like for urban people, it's not a whole lot of opportunity here. Especially when I was coming up, we got more things going on now. But just recently in the, in the Forbes magazine, Grand Rapids was listed as the number one worst city for African American uh, economic growth. Mm. Number one, number one in the nation. As it as, as, was, it like that when you were growing up as well. In some ways, in some ways. But what happened was, you know, um, auto. The auto industry, auto work industry, like that's like the backbone, the thread, like the sole income for a lot of different businesses, a lot of different working or hard working people there in the state from Detroit to all the way to Lansing, Grand Rapids, so on and so forth. Every city in some way is supported by General Motors in some way. So when the economy shifted, the General Motors had filed for bankruptcy, got through the bailout from, you know, from the White House and all that, the, the impact is rippled throughout the whole state. So there's a lot of, you know, a lot of hardship for a lot of people, you know. That's one thing about when, when everything is based on one sort of mm-hmm. economy, when that, one industry, when that industry goes left or whatever, everybody has to feel it, you know what I mean? So growing up, man, the economy for, for the auto automotive industry wasn't bad as it is the last couple of years ago, but it's still about this franchise. You know I mean? were, your, were your parents in, in the automotive industry? Um, my father worked Briefly in it, you know what I mean. Briefly, and he was doing some other things and everything. But like my mom, she wasn't. But a lot of my friends' parents were. They may work like night shift jobs at a factory, putting you know screws and put, put car parts stuff together, painting different car parts stuff like that. A lot of my friends after high school, if they weren't in the street, then they probably get a job at a factory and they working you know for automotive industry. Everybody we knew was related to it some kind of way or another. But for me. You see, my mother, my father, my older brother, L.A.B. shop a lot of dog men. They always wow. say, yo, you're going to be like a 
golden child of prodigy. Like, we're not gonna we're not gonna be you have to go work in the factory. No disrespect to nobody that's doing that because that fed a lot of families and provided for a lot of people. I'm not fucking on that at all. But they always say, yo, we like to be designed me to do something else. So at a young age I was always dreaming beyond my area. So when we grew up that and it was the hood, you know, like it was real things going on. So a lot of my friends was getting involved in a lot of different things in the street, you know what I'm saying? Like brothers, you know, brothers, you know, bringing bringing drugs around you, brothers bringing guns around you, brothers involved in violent crime, brothers, you know, stealing robbing. It was it was real for me in my neighborhood. But the people who I respect, the people that I looked up to, they never brought me to that. They always said that ain't for you, you know what I'm saying? You're gonna take a different route. But whatever so, so you said that they saw you as the golden child. What was it, or what was the protection, or what were you doing? Was it because you were just the youngest? Was it because you were this A student in school? Was it because they saw uh, you rapping at that young age? What was it? That uh, at everything you said, you know what I mean? Like, when you, when you see something valuable, the best thing to do is protect it, right? That's so why you put your money in the safe, right? Mm-hmm. So you put your money in the places where it's safe. You look at me as value, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, like I guess it's the talent. I used to draw, I used to rap, I used to write stories, I used to make music. And what age? Were you, were you used to do Long got to remember. Really? Long got to remember. You know what I'm saying? I'll, like, one day, I don't know, I might get in my mind filled with something and I'll, I'll, I'll load up some of the old VHS tapes with home videos or something. I'll put this together or something. I'll show you. I've been rapping for, I mean, you know. What was what, what, what was it that that got you to that place? What yeah, inspired you at such a young age? So oh, I heard you say uh, a name, you kind of threw it in there, but your, your brother. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Shout out to LAD. But before my brother, my father, like, he was like big on music. I guess he was a DJ informally, you know what I mean? He had turntables and breakfast and crates and DJ weddings and parties, and he was doing stuff. Like, he was real good at he would do like he would take like vinyl, like records on hot. He couldn't be L O P J put it on cassette Because back then nobody in our neighborhood even knew they even wanted to listen to music in their car. Like, we had a Cadillac, this system, boom, 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 but they have a other kind of car, boom, boom, with the system. They wanted to bang some EPMD or some public enemy or some LL, but everybody had vinyl, everybody had yeah, records. Right. And my dad was one of the first people in our neighborhood that would take the vinyl and put them on cassette. So be EPMB on one side and LL on the other side. Like a mixtape like that, right? Right. And it'd be stuff like, he's like, I'm about to leave. When such us come by and give them this tape, and leave them on the thing, and I put it in before they come and listen to it. Before they come pick it up, I, I'm like, ooh, you know what I mean? This is like, this shit felt good. It felt like I could relate to that. Or we'd be in the car and they put on some music. I'm like, yo, what is this? It just, for me, just struck a note. It was like, it was electric. But I was a fan. I was young. I was a fan. I wanted to just be a fan of the culture. When my brother and from his company and from the region of Blue Tank, we got his deal, put his album out. That's when I said, okay, I'm, I'm, we can do it. It's, it's going to work. So we can do it. I, well, I don't want to be a fan. Do you know what year that was? It was like 98. He dropped his album in 98. Um, but he got he got the deal. He started working with him like 96. Uh-huh. I, was, I, was, I was younger then, but that was what let me know. Wow, I don't got a dream of it. Because again, like, going back to what you about Grand Rapids, there wasn't a lot of opportunity for young black people, especially not to become a rapper. Like, there still ain't no opportunity to become a rapper. So the music scene, was it really any it kind real. of rap? The energy was real, like it is today. And the culture is real, like it is today. The talent is real, okay. like it is today. The outlets. The but you know what, though, for BG, even today, when we was at the conference today, Combat Jack mentioned something about how. 
and even even when we did the interview uh, yesterday, you know, they talked about how when that one person that was in that circle, and it was actually shy that said they they see because you guys they were just saying how, they were just basically give you a quick update. They were talking about how it grew. So many hip hop artists came from Queens, and it was like when that one person made it, everybody thought big of it. Like, hey, I got that same opportunity, and now I can do the same thing. And, it's, and what I'm hearing is that right around that 1996 time frame, 96, 98 time frame, that same kind of sense of you can you can do this kind of. Yeah, kind of came over you as well. For sure. Like, I mean, I was always inspired to do it. Like, I was always writing raps. Like, I have, like, no verse like this full of raps. And I put my clothes on the floor. I pull my clothes up from the floor. My jewels are full of raps. Full of notebooks. Full of loose paper. My mom came over like, yo, put the clothes on the floor. And I was like, well, I'm a booty. She got rhymes all in the jewels. You know what I'm saying? Were you rhyming in, like, talent shows? Yeah, of course. Like, at school and all that. Was it connecting with the people or was it before your time? Way before my time, but it was connecting with the people. You know what I'm saying? Both. So, saw it. Yeah. Saw it. Absolutely. Like, when I was coming up, like, battling was like, that was the only way. So, when you at school, lunch from the table, that's all day. Recess, that's all day. You know what I mean? That this thing, like, when I I got, by the time I got to high school, it's called the transit center. It's downtown where all of the buses were waiting for the whole city to take everybody else to everywhere. It's like a, like a, a centralized zone where all of the city buses went through. Mm-hmm. And me and my man Sonny, we, were, um, we went to one school to a different school. But we would link up at the transit center after school every day. And then just battle everybody from every city. You know what I'm saying? And battle against everybody from every school. That's right. So if you're doing your thing at the transit center, it's getting back to every neighborhood, every school. It's like, it's like where you go to like the crossroads for everybody right there. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, the basketball tournament's downtown, it's called the Gus Macro. Everybody be down there for the basketball tournament. So you was in the, you was in the battle. But I was like, this that's little. It's like, scrolling. It's like, you know, it's like everybody, I think they can rap this good. Everybody. Making and a name for themselves. Making yourself. a name for themselves. And I was, like, the youngest little who's got in. You know what I mean? But they, but they I mean, you know, the stage is delusional. They don't want to give it up. They'll tell you. Always put it in. Always do it. What kind of student? In school? Yeah. Hey, school. Like, I always knew, and that's what I was going to get to when we were talking about Grand Rapids, I always knew I had to find a way to get out of it. Not to just the city, but I had to find a way to reach beyond. You know what I'm saying? Like, my family's from New York, so we've been in New York several times a year. You know what I mean? I've been buying sneakers for school, coming back with different sneakers that they don't even get in Grand Rapids. Like, you get them out. You know what I mean? Like, oh, well, we brought on the um, Tennessee for the summer and hang out with my aunt and then they, and then they, they got Master P and Hot Boys and stuff like that. I'm like, yo, you know what I mean? Bringing this back home. Like, yo, check this out. You know what I mean? When no woman was just popping up. I'm like, yo, listen to this. I had one of those guys in my neighborhood that was, you know, promoting a lot of the Southern music. So I'm getting access to different things. Right, right. You know what I mean? You put them on. Put them on. I, I even like, like down south with the girls with the, the, the Southern Twin access. Ooh. I should be like, man, I can go back home. Yo, I'm telling you, like, I had a whole other view about what was going on. And I would always share that with my neighborhood, with my friends, and everybody around me. So just sitting in Grand Rapids, you know, doing my thing in the neighborhood, I was always just dreaming, man. I was always thinking about, man, I, I, I got high school, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, you know, sell it. I said, I'm going to either go to law school, I'm going to be a rapper. I'm going to figure this out. You know what I mean? 
but I gotta leave here to do it. And I always knew that I gotta leave my city and then bring all of the value back to the city. You know what I'm saying? Help people in the community and inspire people who I don't know. You know what I'm saying? And come back home and rep for the town everywhere else I go. We done been to Japan, we done been to Dubai, we done been to Switzerland, we done been to the UK, we done been to this whole Scandinavia, we done been everywhere. And everywhere I go, I'm, I'm repping. You know what I mean? Like right now, I'm repping. Yeah. Stay on your yeah. own shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck is this shit, right? Mind on your fingers and your fingers. Yeah, yeah, Gun for USA. Fly three, nigga. TCP, nigga. Check me out. I rock the D hat like Doughboy did. I'm splitting bitches, splendid. Spending dollars at the spinnaker. Apple cider vinegar, you can't convince me. The scent indicated indica. King census. Silk scarf came from India. I rap the fucker Jocelyn to Irene India. I'm superficial. Sue me. Play the ocean like George Clooney. Casino. Clams Casino. I see C notes. Vanilla notes in my Chardonnay. My naysayers. He's saying never why they favorite rappers do the name name. My neighborhood, the wire. Cause every name and ain't no eBay. Every bitch ain't bay neither. They know my name and name this nigga ringing at Nordstrom's. I'm pulling foursomes. Three whores at four seasons. Pour some Riesling. Put your arm in a sling. My nigga sling dope. Fuck per diem, you see him. Japanese denim. I'm never living. I'm a living, but love it, believe it. I need Bellinis and Belize. Cheese blitz. Bulletproof beamers. Bullet shells. Fingerprintless. One blink, then it's complete blackness. Apprentice. The crown prince. TCP. It's penicillin. Bitches peel their clothes off. You niggas falling off. Sleep dope. Where I come from. I stay on that cold shit. The OGs told me. Watch who you roll with. Watch them niggas. Watch them bitches, keep your mind on the figures and your fingers on the trigger. You know where I come from, I stay on that cold shit. The OGs told me, watch who you roll with. Watch them niggas, watch them bitches, keep your mind on the figures and your fingers on the trigger. So, 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 I want to get into those trips that you just mentioned, but before we even get into that, you, you battling, you getting the name locally out, uh, but then... Graduate high school, and you end up coming to, to, to Atlanta first. Now, yeah, now through all of that, you gotta uh, understand, like, like my brother Lai, like even before the, the situation with Wu Tang and the building, like he was a real popular guy in, in, in the city, in the town. Uh-huh. So you wasn't gonna miss me because I'm his little brother. So you like he would take me around all the time and say like, "Yo, this my little brother Willie. You go to the city. You smell the 4.0. You know what I mean? I'd be fresh, fresher than the crown niggas. Like, oh, this little guy's fresh. The rap too, like, yeah, all right, all right. So I made a name just for coming up under my brother, you know what I mean? And when he left and went to this thing outside the city, they was like, yo, I know y'all gonna do it big. I know it's coming soon, you know what I mean? The one thing I knew, I couldn't wait on, I couldn't wait on the, um, my connection with my brother to find my way. I had to do it myself too, you know what I'm saying? I had to make my own way too. So I was always, when he was going doing his thing, I was like, I'm gonna start burning my end of the skin too. So we can meet somewhere in the middle. That's exactly what happened too. And fast forward years later, that's exactly what well, you know, I couldn't sit back idle and wait. You didn't. You wanted. You wanted to put in the work. That's yourself, right. So you kept on grinding. That's right. And just so, because you mentioned this, because we haven't even come to Atlanta yet. Right. Because you, when you connected with Brahma and Gangster, that was Atlanta, right? For sure. That's so, what my brother was telling me. I was too loaded, right? He was. Good. He was going out to L.A. working with RZA and Method Man and all these people, Rob Lee from New York and all that. I just told him, like, yo, you gonna fly me out there? Like, nah, I'm finna school. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's too young. He's too little. Like, yo, I ain't finna be sitting at home 
quick to grow up. I'm going to start grinding. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to do that. But I started getting real serious about my music. and real focused on what I'm going to do next. And that's how I ended up working with drama. But, but, but even before that, so just, just talk to, like, we're still talking high school today. What type of, you say you were battling, you were writing. How much, how, how much time were you actually putting into perfecting your craft? I mean, just to give people a, uh, you know, I, I, I meet guys and I, and I like for, I like for artists and, and guests to tell their story. You know, like, how much work did it actually take for you to, Get to a point where you felt like that you like I'm just saying hours from like right like how much time we do it? Whether whether it was a hobby or something that I um that I got paid to do at one point, something that I took me around the world at one point, or something I just did when I was uh, had some downtime. I'm always oh, like, doing it, man. Like, I was always I used to ask my friends like one of my men, A one, shout out to A one, we was little. It's probably like. Junior high school, we hung out all the time, but he never came to my house before. And the first time he came to my house, he was, let's check it out. First time he came to my crib, he was in my room. He was looking like this. He said, bro, you really are rapping. I said, I don't see one poster of Michael Jordan. I don't see no, like, no pistons. Bad boy, I don't see no, no Detroit Lions. <laughs> I just see cutouts from the, from the Source magazine, cutouts from Double XL magazine, and Nas and Jay Z and Biggie, and had every Wu Tang poster I ever printed on my wall. You know what I mean? I had it right on the, the entrance on my wall. My mom and they move it to the other side. You can't see it when, it's, when my door is open. But the whole wall over my bed, man. I mean, I would, I would buy albums. I would just like I would put CDs. I would tear the cover off them and put them on the wall. I buy I buy two copies of the Source magazine. You know what I'm saying? One so I can tear out, one I can preserve. Double X out, tear if I, if I see Jay on the cover, I see Jay Z bam on the wall. I had like a mural on my whole wall in my room. It was clear what I wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? That's what he said. He was young, but he was like 14. He was like, yo, I see what you want to do. You know what I mean? So like I said, for me, I I I I, mean, I breathed it, I lived it. That's, that was all I was about. We was sick. And brothers be talking, and we be talking about hip hop, and they be saying this and that. I'm hitting the facts. Why? Because I got the source magazine every month ready to cover the cover. So I can tell you about what's really going on with that. Man. And my man was like, how do you know all this, bro? You got to read, brother. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, that, that's, that's crazy. So hip hop was definitely life for you. For sure. Do you remember getting the, 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 the call or finding out that your brother was oh, linking yeah. up with the Wu-Tang Clan? Oh, yeah. Explain that feeling. I remember that like yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Like I yeah. was at my grandmother's house. We was outside, like I don't know if we were or something, something hanging out outside. And she come and say, "Hey, get on the phone." I put this before cell phone. Hey, get on the phone. So I come in the house, grab the phone. Yo, it's my brother. Like, yo, what up, man? Like, what up? Yo, it's on, bro. It's on. What you mean it's on? Like, like, yo, man, I'm telling you, like, I'm telling you about was him and his man. It was in um, it was grounded in Nashville. Mm-hmm. We met some of the management from the chain. Mm-hmm. We started label called For Real Records. And he was telling me he was going to really put it together for the record label. And that was a conversation we had months ago. This conversation this time is good. Oh, I'm in the studio with Ray Kwan right now. Kwan you know what I'm saying? And here, brothers, I got them brothers on my wall in my room. Right, you know what I'm right. saying? Ray Kwan, he Oh, for sure, for sure. Ray get around. Ray always. Man. Shout out to Ray, man. The big homie. Ray get around. 
But he was like, yo, I'm with Ray Kwan right now. He did it as much as go as the World Church. It's one of the uh, one of the very first promo records that my brother came with um, when he first started putting his company together. And that conversation right there, I was like, word, it's on. <laughs> you can't tell me nothing now. You know what I mean? Like, I knew I had to carry my weight, though. I did. Like, once again, I never slacked off, yo. I never sat back and waited on him to do nothing for me. Put, you know, I was never the mission. Did he, 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 never like, put you, he never put you on any other stuff? Yeah, of course, not back then. Now we're talking about back then. Nah, I was too little. I was young, man. I was young. He didn't look at me as a rapper. He looked at me as a little boy. You don't go to school. You don't do well. You know what I'm saying? That's why today we got, come on, man. I don't like talking about it, but today we got houses and foreign cars and we've been around the world and we didn't did, did, did it based upon the blueprint that we laid back then. You know what I'm saying? I ain't bragging or nothing. You know what I'm saying? We didn't make money. We didn't get money. We didn't bought. We didn't spend. We didn't, you know what I mean? We didn't did it. We didn't been here, been there. We didn't did it, man. He did it. Off of the group, you know what I'm saying? Especially coming from where we coming from. It ain't that easy. Right. I don't know too many who did it like he did it out of music from our city. Travis Floyd, maybe well, he did it better than everybody. <laughs> but that's another level, though. That's another lane, you know what I'm saying? That's another lane. But through the music, which is, which is like the mud. You say get it out the mud, it's the mud back home. That's why I salute all my guys back home that's still, that's still doing their thing. They're trying to get it up out the mud back there because it ain't easy. So let's fast forward. You... You, you come up here to go to school, mm-hmm. got accepted to what, Clark Atlanta? Mm-hmm. Can you kind of talk about that experience coming, transitioning from 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 Grand Rapids to to the South, to, to, to Atlanta, and kind of talk about the scene back there in that, that time? See, again, growing up in Grand Rapids, like, we was in New York all the time because of my family. We was in Tennessee because of my family. Even out in California because of my family. So I probably have more access to outside of my city than a lot of people had when they first got to college. Mm-hmm. I seen a lot of people go to culture shop. You know what I'm saying? I seen it. How did, people, you even, how did you even hear about Florida Atlanta coming from Grand Rapids? Goes back to the music again. When 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 the new chain was like '96, '97 or whatever. Whenever when we were, they're making clothes. Mm-hmm. They opened mm-hmm. up a store right there on Peachtree next to Gladys and Ron's Chicken West Gladys and Ron's right now. Put That's to be a club right like on this, like on the same corner right across the parking lot right there, the same side of the street. That club has been a hundred clubs since then. But before it was clubs, it was a uh, we wear clothing store. And my brother came here to help them promote and market the store. So he was coming back home with PC, give me a hat, give me a T-shirt. I'm like, oh, this <laughs> Got a store in Atlanta, the new chain store. I'm like, Hurry. I know they had one in Staten Island. I, I went out there, I went to this store and all that to print the front store, but I didn't know they had one in Atlanta. He was like, Yo, minus the store though, Atlanta, man, it's a good place. Like, when you, when you finish up, you know, I got that middle school then. When you finish up, man, when you finish up everything, go, go, I, I probably was leaving out of elementary school going to this. This is how far back it goes. She's like, Yo. By the time you finish middle school, high school, what you think about going to Atlanta? You know what I'm saying? That, that was like 10 years prior to me graduating. He was already planning to see. Yeah, that was like 10 years before I even got out of high school. I've been thinking about Atlanta the whole time. You know what I'm saying? That was from him. But me, I wanted to go back. I wanted to go to New York. You know what I'm saying? I know I was going to do music. I wanted to be close to where yep. everything was. To the, the birthplace. Yeah, to the money. Mm-hmm. More so than the birthplace. I was thinking business. Oh, That's all. We used to buy the CDs on the back. All of the addresses you can live New York, New York. I knew that when I was 11 years old, 12 years old. You know, I'm Jim looking at the back of the CD says New York, New York. I, that's what I see. I have to write down the address. I had a, I had a notebook just full of label addresses. Mailing off my tapes, mailing off pict
doing that when I was 11. Man, where you get that from? To, to, right. the, the, the wherewithal, the awareness to, to start doing it like that at a young age. Bro, I used to be in my room, me and my men, and we'd take the CDs and put them on the back and write down the address. Only a couple yeah, wasn't that late, but all of them was in the building. <laughs> so I knew that's where the money was at. So we'd sleep. take our, we'd take our picture, go with disposable cameras, go get it developed, put our tape, CD or whatever, put it in the envelope and mail it to the address on the back of the screen. I'm pretty sure they were getting tons and tons and tons of mail, but we know we in Grand Rapids, man. There ain't no labels in our city. They're not signing no artists with me. Ain't no checks being cut. Ain't no way to get on MTV or BET, you know, right here in Grand Rapids. But we do know we can look on the back of these CDs, and the addresses are all on the on the um, on the package. That's official hustle, right yeah, there. But, but you but you didn't end up in New York. You ended up in Atlanta because because of school because of school HBCU. That whole idea of coming and going to a historically black college was you wanted that experience eventually. Eventually, like at first I didn't. I, I was going to go to New York and do music and get on NYU to be a lawyer or something like that. I was thinking like that, you know what I'm saying? But talking to my brothers and you know, different world, wing wing and all oh, that. Like it had me thinking. And then we were going, we were going down to Tennessee, hanging out. I like the South. I like I like the waves and the girls down south always. Oh, and I was like, oh, I get down south. But then my brother was like, yo, you want to go to Atlanta? Atlanta ain't traditional South. Atlanta. You're going to find a little bit of everything. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to be just, you know, it's going to be everything that you get there. It's going to be close to get to New York down south. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, ooh, all right, that sounds dope. You know what I mean? So he was like, yo, check out a couple schools down there. So we came down and we visited um, we visited a lot of schools. You know? We visited Jackson out Mississippi, TSU in Nashville, FAMU in Tallahassee. We went to check out Howard, check out Hampton. And then the last one, the last school we stopped at was on was in Atlanta. And Clark, and I just love the vibe. And the first day, the first day I stepped off the car and looked out, I, I loved it. You know what I mean? You knew that this was where you were going to be. It wasn't even nothing to talk about. Once I visited, I said, yeah, this one's going to Start out from Clark, did you get introduced to drop DJ Drama while you, that, that, that first Sunday in Atlanta? Yeah, um, when I got here, one thing I knew I was going to do was do my music, man. I mean that. Like, I was serious you, you about do. that. I was serious about that. And at that time, you know, it was with T.I. and Luda and all stuff. Atlanta was really great for GZ. Atlanta was really, you know what I mean? The BMF line was out here. Atlanta was on fire. It was explosive. You know what I mean? It was a really good time to be in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? And um, This is about 2000, 2001, 2002. A little bit, like, I think 2003, three, four, three, four, something like that. It was, it was like, really explosive out here. And um, I was like, yo, I'm going to find my way with the music thing. Like, that's what I'm so go to class, do the regular good student thing, but when I'm done with that, I'm trying to get some music. So in my dorm in the building I stayed in, there was a brother that stayed a couple of doors down from me. This is before school starts when I first got to it. It's like August, before classes started coming out. He was banging music in the room all the time. But it wasn't like industry music, it was original music. You know what I'm saying? Stuff I never heard before. I know it's some beats and all that. So I'm not gonna cool. <laughs> <laughs> 
wanted to rap and come to that room. You created it, that, right. that spot that, again. That, that spot is created yeah. in the game, created in the game. This energy, man. One thing I know, you can't kill energy, man. It's never lost, no destroyed. Yo, if people never it's lost, it's destroyed. That's one it. Energy to that's the next. it. So, 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 if you got it, you always got it. You know what I'm saying? If you created, you created the game. Gotta, and I, I can bear witness to that. Everywhere I go, everything happens the same way every time. Mm-hmm. I track the same type of pressure every time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. That right down, and I and I and I, and I saw from the Lord, I showed that to God. There was a gospel. We in the room, dead. Everybody coming by like that. This every, this like every night. Every night, almost man, uh-huh. for about a week, about a week, only a short week. Uh-huh. He was like, one night he was like, "Yo, man, this is my this is my cousin who put his name down Cameron. He a DJ, he produce, you know, this is what he do. You know what I'm saying? I'm just holding it for him till he get back from Philly." Cause it was summer break for Don, so he left his equipment uh-huh. in Atlanta. Uh-huh. His cousin was holding it. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. He was like, "Yo, when he come back, I want you to meet him, man. You dope. Now, everybody coming by here, man. You the best one in the building, man. When he when he come back, man, I want you to meet him. He gonna love this shit, man. He gonna love it. I was like, yeah, all right, cool. So the next week or so, classes started. He came on me one night. Boom, 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 like in haste. Yo, he's here. He's here. Come on, man. Come on. I'm like, all right, come on, let's go down there. So I go down there. I got on like some ball shorts. So I'm like, I'm looking crazy. Like late at night. Like, what up? Did you know who this, did you, did you know who this person was? I mean, like, did you really understand the magic? And this, and this is what people got to understand about when you kid, man. Like, when I met Drama, when I met Dom, old Phillies, all that, it wasn't what it is today. What it became. These guys are guys just like me. From up north, down south in Atlanta, trying to find their way. You know what I'm saying? Like, so all, drunk, y'all was just all of us was hustling. All right. of us was tough. Right. I, didn't, I didn't come after the money and the fame and right. all that. I was getting put up. You know what I mean? I was there with the pizza, chip in on a pizza, a pizza. You know what I'm saying? I was there, I was there doing those. So you were, you were nervous going down to the room? I didn't know this brother. He didn't have no name. I thought I was the man, right? So, right you know what I'm right. saying? I didn't know he had something that I needed. He make beats, so I know I need to get some beats. I didn't go down there to form a long-lasting relationship. I went down there to network and politics, get some beats. I'm talking about the rap. We can make some music together. We can get on together. He, he didn't have a name. Nobody knew who he was. Nobody knew who I was. I said, we're going to grind together, make a name and a limit together. That's exactly what he did. You know what I'm saying? So I went down there. He was like, yo... Um, my cousin said, you dope, let me hear you, you know what I'm saying? You want some beats, I'm rapping, you all night, all night. He was real, like, Don's cool today, like, they was the same kind of cool back then. He didn't really say too much. He was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm sure. All right, I'm see you in a minute. I'm like, all right, cool, so I leave. See him out on the campus, and he's like, yo, come here, come here, come here. I'm a little guy now, I was really little then, right, you know what I'm saying? These guys tall, his friends tall, these brothers, they from D.C., and they from New York, and they from... Philly, all you places, like, yo, what up? Like, this little homie right here, he spit, he's nice, you know what I'm saying? They kind of mind me of being back to Grand Rapids all over again. You know what I mean? You I used to prepare be, for that moment, right? Like, you prepare. I used to be in the mall, like, with my brother, or my cousin, or my mom. See, but see, let me, let me, let me, let me stop you right there for a minute. So, 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 file podcast, BG and I, we, we do say, we, we, we got a, we got a series that we did called Million Truth. Mm-hmm. And, and during that series, we, we talked about a very popular biblical story, David, David, um, and Goliath. But what a lot of people don't know and a lot of people don't realize is that David actually, if you go back and read the scripture, he actually had killed lions and bears to save before, his sheep yeah. before he actually before. fought the lions. Exactly. 
point being is that what a lot of people have failed to do, and what I'm hearing with your story, is that life has a way to prepare you for that moment. Life has a way to prepare you for that moment. But what you have to do is embrace life. You have to be able to go back and understand that, man, life is giving me all these skills and, and giving me all these tools, uh, skill set to prepare me. And, and, and once you grasp that, that, that understanding, when you're faced with that moment, you're prepared. Exactly. And, and what I'm hearing is like you talked about earlier in Grand Rapids and how you were going to the high school games or going to this uh, transit of life, you would call it. So the moment that you that, that, that you was in front of in front of uh, Blue Melba. It wasn't no thing. It wasn't no thing. So I didn't want to interrupt yeah, you, no, man. So I, just, I, I just like to take that moment, for especially sure. for our listeners. Absolutely. They have followed us from day one. Absolutely. People that are listening to us for the first time. One of my favorite books is The Alchemist. Mm. Love The Alchemist. You know what I'm about that book the other day? Yeah, yeah man. Sure. If, you, sure. I mean, if you haven't read it, definitely sure. go read it. For sure. But for it, sure. it dropped juice. And, and so I just said about your journey. About things oh, you picked yeah, up yeah. on your journey. I know that. Picking up on your journey, man. Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt. You can pick up. But yeah, so um, so that that's that's how it was. And again, create recreating energy. Like that's how I be when I was young. I'd be in the mall and people would stop me like, "Yo, excuse me, I'm here to stop y'all." But what you the little dude that be rapping? These brothers from our neighborhood, like, you know, what I mean, like these dope boy niggas with money, got jewelry and all that, all sneakers and all that. I'm looking up to them because they like, like, yo. This is before everybody went back. Right. Right. That's what I'm saying. Okay. This is this is this is like when I was like elementary school, middle school. Hey, back then, if you was playing ball, you played ball. You was in the street. Everybody didn't want to rap. They were just amazed to see somebody little like me, sharp, bright, that could rap. So they like, "Yo, speak that line, you speak." So I'm rapping in the mall back then. The same thing, kind of like what Don was doing on the campus. But even talk about it. So when he called you over. Yeah, you know, he's yeah, this, how you over. Yeah, so. this is the homie, he be rapping, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? He's about to make some beat. I'm like, y'all, I don't like, cool, you know what I'm saying? So, y'all, I'm going to get with you, though, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get with you. So, I'm just focused on, I'm doing still right, still doing my thing. And then one day, they hit me up, like, yo, I got see I got settled in this, this place. and set up equipment and everything. Yo, come by, man. He worked with a, with a group that he produced for. Some other, uh, my man, Tony, and so shout out to them. They're from the Jews. And they lived together at their apartment, and they made music, and like three, four rappers come in and out of there. And he was like, y'all want you to come by so we can start working. So I was going by jumping on their records, doing a couple of records on the side. I think that was like the first semester of school, then like the Christmas when the break was coming. He said, well, you get that. Yeah. Yeah. So by then, we did a show, we did an open house. Balance. This your first year? Right? First year at Clark. People come through, like, I think Raymond came, Wu Tang came, they had like, some open mic thing, I rocked that, that. And then they had like African American wearing this gay thing, I rocked that, that. Like, everything that was coming through, I was rocking, I was rocking. Then industry little bits, I'm rocking, I'm rocking, trying to get my name out there. And then um, we came back from the winter break, and um, we started really, really, really working on the music. Every once in a while, we pay so, up a dollar. That's my man, drama man. You know what I'm saying? I want you to meet him, man. He sell mixtapes. He's he, he about to he about to do his thing too. He DJing the parties. You know that's a John. I like dress. He had a Montero. He had <laughs> in the truck. He was like a real head. You know what I'm saying? Like I think he DJ for like on a beer or somebody like oh, that. Wow. Slum Village. You know, like, right. He was like he was he was really doing it for real. Uh-huh. Like me and Don were like stuck on the campus trying to get off the campus. Drama had already graduated and kind of made a name in the city. 
on the underground level. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Biggest Records too. Like, brothers doing their thing. But he would come in just like OG Don. He would come like, yo, I got an event at the club. Come, you want to come through? And he'd take down the line, open up the room, and they'd be hanging out. And I'd go sometimes and carry the crates and, you know what I mean, hang out. We'd be right. just kicking it, you know what I'm saying? But drama like this big homie. I didn't really talk to drama like that. I was done, man. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. I was done, homie. So now I made sure he, the way drama pulled down, down pulled me. Right, you right, know what I'm right, saying? Right. So every time drama had something going, he'd come pick up down. Now I say, come on, we don't need to grab me. So he'd be eating drama down. And then my man sent of course. Sense and drama live together. Right. So we go to drama house, Sense is dead. You know what I mean? I always like Sense style because he was like a school cool type of cat, kind of me and myself. So I'm mean, we always were kicking. And drama's in grind. And the room, the Sense be in this room grind. And then that is like a duplex. Drama lived on one side, Sense lived on the other side. They both had turntables set up, they both had you know, studio set ups, they both were doing mixtape, they both were doing clubs. And they worked with Mars and Trauma. Shout out to Mars and Trauma Super Friends. Mm-hmm. Super Friends was like, Radio and all the clubs, everything. I think that year, All Star Weekend was in Atlanta or something like that. And absolutely crazy, man. Absolutely crazy. Man. I, I had year, year 50 cent like broke and everything. Right, it was like right. the energy was ridiculous. And drum, like Mars and Trauma pulled drum, drum pulled cannon, cannon pulled me. You know what I'm saying? And we all just chill out drawing and said, me, drawing, sense the cannon. Yo, we're going to really do this. You know what I'm saying? We're going to really do this. So, um, sense was the man because he was working on the radio. He worked at one of the nine. He worked with trauma and he was the man for that. He had access to the mainstream in Atlanta that I definitely didn't have access to. And Don didn't really have access to neither. They had a, um, I don't want to say this incorrectly, but it was some event going on over birthday bash or something going right. on where they gave sense and drama tables. To set southern mixtapes. And at the very last minute, brothers came up with a southern influenced mixtape that took the format of like a top 10 and cool tape right. with all southern cool. artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the very first After that, that's a good point. This is back in Four, five? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Call me on the year. Right, right, right. I had just got here. I'm like this. Everything is going like fast. So drum, and you, and you all began to I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Not on the first one. That's when drum and sense were just drum. I was, but I you was, saw them. You, you, you kind of saw them. Yeah, 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 man. I was like, by the time I got the game school, like five, six, or whatever. I'm in there with them putting the CDs together. We and drum created like this with the spindles, like put them together. <laughs> by the time I got that far, I'm like, bro, you really doing it, bro? You know what I'm saying? Like, then brothers got with super friends officially. And, Everybody super friends, jackets, and all that. And it, just, it was just, it was just, it was a wave. And the whole time, I mean, Cannon was like, yo, this is my artist, what are the kids? You know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to do this DJ thing with these mixtapes, with these clubs. We're going to do this, we're going to do this politics and the network with these labels. But the whole thing was to go do some music mm-hmm. for me and Ken. At the end of the day, we're going to make some music. So we probably on like third, like second EP, third mixtape by then. Uh-huh. But again, we were on campus. We just were little guys, so the people that I was close to was really just good. Shout out to Mars, the Trauma, the whole Super Friends. They always supported me, man. They always was like, yo, that's Cannon Homeboy. He cool me, too. Always gave me a chance. Shout out to Biddy, whole Cloud Nine, everybody, man. You know what I'm saying? Everybody that was really putting me down in Atlanta did. A lot of brothers still here today doing their thing, but they always embraced me. Always supported so me. Even be- my bad. So even before you on the gangster grid, you were putting out work. Yeah, you had, sure. you had stuff circulating. I, I never was not working. Are y'all say always never not working? Never not working. Never, never not, not working. I've been working. Yeah, never yeah, not working. I've been working since middle school, man. 
wasn't taking it seriously, you know what I mean? As much as my ability, you know. So let me let me ask you a question there. Because because all of this is going on and and then I mean, keep me honest, but then you go to you transfer to Howard. Mm-hmm. You know, did you all of this is going on that first year. It seems like you finally connected with some with some people that's making some things happen. What happened, or why did you decide to go to Howard? All about the money, you know what I'm saying? Like this, this like the first semester, I had met Dom, started working, started getting some things together. But um, I was like, I was like, yo, I'm trying to go to school for free. I'm a bitch, you know what I'm saying? I ain't doing that, you know what I'm saying? Clark, you know, and shout out to all my youngest coming out of high school. Stay on your grind. Whether it's basketball, band, or group grade, whatever you got to do, you know what I'm saying? They had paid for you to go to school if you can add, you can add some value to the edu- educational environment. That's a, that's a very good point. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, your parents, you don't put your parents in debt, put yourself in no kind of debt. If you got a, if you got any kind of talent or skill, it's for my young folks. I don't know what I Even if it's just going to school every day getting AIDS, that will send you to school for free. Mm-hmm. Just that. You know what I'm saying? Not to mention, you play basketball, football, something, you play band, you got something going on. But I knew I wasn't going to pay for school. That was, that was, I'm not doing it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not getting no, I'm not getting no debt and all that. I ain't taking on, I ain't doing that. You know what I'm saying? Not me. So Clark wouldn't, wouldn't, wait, they wouldn't honor. I was in the honors program my second grade. They wouldn't, they wouldn't honor a scholarship. So I'm not, well, I'm about to, I'm about to go there. Um, you got to leave it out of here. You know what I'm saying? Go somewhere else. But at the same time, I think that now we had just met and we just were talking and we were doing music, but we wasn't like getting to it yet. So this is probably like. Right at the end of the first month, probably like, like, like October, November, something like that, I'd apply to Howard. I wanted to go to law school too. And Clark didn't have a few law you know what I'm saying? But Howard had an outstanding program. So I said, I'm going to go to Howard. I just applied, just wilding. You're just being silly, just seeing what happened. And when I applied, one of the people called me one day, one of the guys from the honor program, he was like, oh my God, we'd love to have you. We'll pay for this and pay for that. Pay, pay, pay. And literally, I'm like, bro. So I hit up my folks like, bro, this time I'm free, free, free education. Now. I don't know. You better go do that. You know what I'm saying? So, so you just left all of the, all of the, what you was building. Let me be clear. It wasn't even built. We wasn't that deep into it yet. Also, okay. So this guy. Had his met done. That was yeah, it. Just, okay. So we hang out a couple times. Guy, so it wasn't was, like that. So the stuff that you was talking about earlier. That happened. That happened when you came back. When I came back. Okay. That happened when I, that, that happened, that happened when I came back. Okay. 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 Like, this, I had just got there and things was like coming along, but we wasn't knee deep in. You did you did you stay? So you definitely stayed in contact with Donald. Absolutely, I was in I was in Atlanta every weekend, every weekend. That's back when you jump on the air train, you know, right. know right. what they called it. Yeah. you'd be on standby. You just yeah. go to the airport and it's a seat for you. you. Got a college ID there as you get on the plane. It's five, like fifty bucks. I was coming to Atlanta every weekend. We still was recording music. We still was getting busy. You know what I'm saying? Were you were you making connections in the DC? Absolutely, uh, DC, Maryland. My, one of my one of my, my main men from um from Grand Rapids, my man Jonas. He had went to Copper State in Maryland at the same time. So me and him would get together. We would run through Maryland, run through DC, Virginia, get on the train, go to New York. You know, we was doing that grind the whole time I was there. You know what I'm saying? But I'm thinking that the whole time. This is like starting over again because I just started some shit down in Atlanta. You know what I'm right. saying? Let's go. You know what I mean? Like, we'd go down to Atlanta and go, Will, what up, man? We can get it. I'm like, yo, I'm in D.C. right now. I'm like, man, you want to climb that? Come on, man. Like, I was getting kind of 
Yeah. You know, people like, yo, you gonna leave it? Like, come on, man. Like, and then down every day, down, like, yo, man, you got the wrong time, man. It's time to pick up. Oh, yeah, of course. She's like, yo, man, we doing this, we doing that. I'm in DC, kind of sick, like, damn. You know what I mean? But it's like, fuck, you know, like, what you here for? Like, you, you there to go to school, you there to be a rapper. What did you, what did you need to go do? I said, I'm gonna do this music, man. You know what I'm saying? So I, so I, I Called back to Clark, got back down, like, yo, y'all gotta give me some money, man, you know what I mean? You see, I left y'all, you know what I mean? I got, well, I, I gotta do what I gotta do, dude. I need to pay me to come down here. So, one of the advisors I had, he got really close with, uh, one of my advisors at the school, she got me to come back down and they paid me, you know, full ride off the academics, you know what I'm saying? So, that's, my, that's my little endorsement for education. They say stay in school, shit sound cliche, but I'm telling you, if you apply yourself, it's, 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 it's crazy. Had it not had it not been the way I took my education series, I wouldn't really come back to Atlanta. Or made the connections that you kinda of made because exactly. it kinda of jumped off on that on that campus. So. Right. So let's just fast forward. You talked about uh y'all you, you was in the in the in the apartment with drama and and y'all putting against the grill. Let's talk about you actually when you actually got into doing going overseas, doing for big sure. shows, doing live for sure. And like, just when you when you really looked at it I'm like I, I made it all. You know, can you kinda talk about that kind For of thing? For sure. Right they um well everything we do with the Super Friends is a DJ collective. So we had all of the parties, all of the major clubs out here, everything was cracked, you know what I'm saying? Eventually since Cannon and Drum like broke off from that collective and formed their own thing. And that was the affiliates. Shout out to Ace McCloud, you know what I'm saying? That was an opportunity for us to sort of fine-tune everything that we've been doing over the years as far as the mixtapes, the clubs, and of course the music. The Gangsta Grills brand that Drama Father was now huge, it was national, you know what I'm saying? And we started really working more so on getting us a record label out of this situation. There's only so much money we can get from clubs and parties. We can go tap into the music. So by this time, Drama created like an avenue for all upcoming South artists to get a break. So all of the labels started coming to drama as the go-to guy. Like, you know who's coming next out of the South. You know who's the hottest. You know, you know, you know. So by then, we got tapes with Big Boy and Lil Wayne and all these names. And he's DJing for T.I. on the road, drama is. And he's DJing for Fisher. And now we're since working with Killer Mike. And he's DJing for Cheesy. And Cannon working for Scrappy. And it just, like, it just, it was serious. The only step to do next was to create a record label. You know what I'm saying? So, um... So it's my brother Lyle, I'm like, yo, we got this DJ thing cracking off. You want to break it over to more so the record label side. He had experience with it, because like I said, did it since 96. He's been working with Lizzo and all these names on the record label side. So he came in to help sense on the management side of to get the record label thing. So by then, I'm on like the second or third major mixtape. They call it for me now. Yo, who's that guy y'all with? You heard him on? Because what they would do is they put me on their mixtape. Right, like right. Canada throw me in here, throw me in there, drama throw me in, throw me in there. And people hearing me, like, who is that guy? Man, he's dope, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's up with him? So now I started call. So we started had taking meetings, you know what I'm saying? They started offering, started offering. And um, when my brother Locke came, he said, don't go get an artist deal. Make them give the affiliates a, a label and, and give, us a, give us a deal for our company. Don't go be an artist at Atlantic. Don't go be an artist at Interscope. Go get a deal for the company. And then we can break off and drama can put an album out and Cannon can do a producer album and we can get a little kid album and we can go on, go on, go on. At 
as our own brand, not as an artist. We yeah. signed directly to a label. Around that time, the drummer had signed to Grand Hustle as an artist. You know what I'm saying? And that was we were learning a lot about that process and how that works, as opposed to going to get your own situation and then doing what you want to do. And that's eventually what we did with uh, Solid. So Solid was an incubator label under Warner, Atlanta, and let me say my brother. And they really want to do business with drama for the game school thing, making more of an in-house. Kind of what he's doing today. Right. On the A&I side, right. making them an in-house you know, staff member right. so they can funnel everything through the brand. Right. They thinking, everybody's thinking, you know, that's the way it goes. And shout out to them. But we were trying to get something in exchange for that kind of thing. Yeah, when you, you are men, y'all don't give us nothing in return. It's not enough to pay him to work for us. That's not enough. Not enough. You know what I'm saying? You got to give us some liberty. We're going to do what we want to do. We're going to be in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? So Asylum came along, and I signed with them. I signed with Asylum. This around the time when uh, Shorty Lowden had it on Smash, Deep Forever right. had it on Smash, you know what I'm saying? Killing it. Boosting was over there. Bum B was over there. I think Jim Jones was over there. But as far as, like, the South, hands down, like, all eyes on what Asylum was doing with Boosie and Webby and Shorty Low and Deep Forever and crack. So I was over there, but the whole time I'm there, you know, I'm looking at Lupe and Lennox, which was like upstairs in the next one. And everybody go in the building, Lupe, 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 Lupe. I'm trying to tell brothers like, yo, Lou is from Chicago. I'm from Michigan. It's pretty much the same, same area. Thing. The right. music he's making is sound like the music I want to make. But they like, yo, this is, this is a sound. We, we specialize in creating a certain type of sound. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm going to go against the grain and make what I want to make anyway, which wasn't I can't say it wasn't a good idea, but I'm thinking beyond what was right in front of me. I'm thinking, you make it, they'll come. I don't have to change up what I'm doing to perform with the system. But at some point, you do. You know what I'm saying? It's this, it's this artist versus business right. thing that right. every artist is going to go through. It's a dynamic. Being true to your art or being true to your taste, being true to the business. Understanding the machine and working accordingly based upon what the machine is. But sometimes you go through that thing. Neither here nor there through all of that. I'm having the time of my life, man. You know what I'm saying? We on MTV, we on BT, touring, um, traveling, putting out mixtapes. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing shows. It's crazy. We have a good old time. Mixtapes. Doing what good. you doing what you love. Doing, doing what, what I you love. Like, as, a, as a young doing kid. Doing what I built myself to do all of this time. To writing raps in my bedroom, to battling at the park. You know what I'm saying? To taking the trips from D.C. to Maryland and go to hip-hop clubs with my boy. You know what I'm saying? For me and Don. Record like Drake, like Drake selling the record where he has you got. We recorded in the bathroom. Love that line. You know what I'm saying? We had booth in the bathroom with a church sock on the mic. I'm just all, all these things, man. Like where your ass was at? Today we're looking at it now. We got to be doing it. You know what I'm saying? But all of the good times, all the money and everything, the mixtape things start to get really big, and that's when the feds came. You know what I'm saying? That's when the feds came. Kicked down the door, it's a drama jail, it's a Kennedy jail, try to say racketeering and copyright infringement, you know, I'm in the RA, you know, kicked it up a couple notches. And from that, my brother Lob basically had an idea to turn that into like a Scarface thing, you know what I'm saying? Like the bad guy, you know what I'm saying? Not in a negative sense, but we're not gonna let them lock us up. And not us for carrying on the culture and the tradition that we go and quit what we're doing. We're going to face the music. Like Drama say, take the fall for hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think after that, that's when everything went on. That's when we got it. That's when we came. Like, oh. Uh. Not a dog, man.
That's when we became global, you know, like they knew affiliates after that, Gangsta Girls, They knew us after that, like that. After that, hands down, hands down. So that's when they start opening up the budget for the albums, and that's when it started getting stupid, right? So we start putting drama album together, put my album together, drop the albums, we did well, we did the tour. Man, radio shows, 6845 had picked up, for the Tricks watching radio, Gangsta Girls radio here on 107.9, man, man. The rest is history, man. Right, you know what I'm right, right. Well, I mean, just to see it all come to fruition, man. Like, you know, we always talk about, you know, dreaming and living outside of the, the box and, sure. and doing the thing that speaks to your heart and then speaking stuff into existence. And, you know, with the story, is is really that, man. Like, even from a young age, he kind of had in his mind where he envisioned himself to be. And it was all points go. But then by pursuing that and going down that road, then you start meeting these people that kind of had that same vision. And then you start linking together and the, and the universe starts um, working together. So, you know, it, it's, just, it's just interesting to see, you know, a young man, you know, doing that and then coming from a place of appreciate, appreciating it. And then you appreciate it and then you be more apt to kind of let that live through the music and you can yeah. actually hear it in the music yeah. and um sure. and, and that's an authentic place and and i think people really at the end of the day appreciate that sincerity and the person sure. that's spitting something that you for can sure. that you can relate to what, and can be better by the relationship like now with you it's good that everybody found what, it, what they need to focus on to move themselves, you know, further professionally and personally. You know what I'm saying? Um, I pretty much run independent. I do my own thing. Yeah, I do my own thing independent. And um, we put out a uh, sound deal with Pete Vine Records several years ago in Japan. I've been putting out records over there in Japan the last two, three years. You know what I'm saying? And then we still do the independent thing here on iTunes and whatnot. Um, mixtapes, of course, we're still doing those. Uh, started my production company for films. We're doing movies now. Uh, we're doing music videos. We're going on YouTube. You see all this stuff out there. Maybe you can get on my channel. Um, 
this is past January, uh, almost a year ago, we put out a, a project called The Fly 3. And with that came my first film. It's called The Fly. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Kevin Brzezinski, the man Scott Erickson uh, from Grand Rapids. And um, it's a 45-minute film that I wrote and I co-produced and I started. You know what I'm saying? So I think right now, man, I'm doing what I feel I need to do for me. Canon, drum, and everybody going online doing what you got to do for them. It's a good thing because if I see them today, I talk to them today, it's all love. And I appreciate the relationship more than anything. Talk about your experiences and what you learned from traveling over the city. Mm. Uh, because we kind of haven't really touched on that piece. But what were those experiences like, and especially coming from Grand Rapids, but then being able to like, travel to travel these other places? What has that done for you personally? Um, let me know it's a small world, man. You know what I'm saying? Let me know that hip-hop connects everything and make everything so much smaller than you might think. You know what I'm saying? It's a universal language, man. You know what I'm saying? The hip-hop connects everybody. Man. The music, the culture connects everybody and it connects everything. They jamming in Japan? Jamming in Japan, bro. I'm, I'm coming out of Japan, out the club, 8 in the morning. Yo, people going to work. Coming out the club, hip hop clubs. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, bro, it's daylight when I'm coming out of it. Off, off hip hop. I did one show out there, like 20,000 people. You can't even see. I'm like, black. And then, you can't even see your hand in front of you. Like, music. Boom, 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 boom. Like, it's just loud. Man. Like, off for the hip hop, off for the culture. How did they get hip to a Willie the Kid in a place like. The internet. <laughs> the internet. I seen that with Soldier Boy years ago, right? He got on from his bedroom doing stuff on the computer. There's little YouTube videos stuff like that, the internet. Now it's even more ill because it's the social apps, right? There's people that's famous for nothing. For sure. Not that this one, but with phone, people know you. You have no talent, no ability to do anything. I'm not dissing it, but I'm quickly clear. I'm not fronting on nobody. But people are famous just from their living room holding the phone in there, right? Mm-hmm. So you say, how do people know about people? The internet, man, social media, right? Blog sites, stuff like that. It connects everybody. You don't got to go to the store to buy it to hear it. To be in bed, like halfway sleeping, and go through somebody's Instagram page and you can know everything that's everything about That's that true. Person. You know what I'm saying? They got it now where it's so lovely. We got SoundCloud, Bandcamp, iTunes. You never got to leave your bedroom to create music and put it out for the whole world to hear it. You know what I'm saying? It's not that hard. Once again, through the internet, through hip hop as the vessel, it's a small world. Going back to going back to your origin of hip hop to where hip hop is today. How do you feel about the hip hop there? I think it's alive. It's alive and well. It's wild. You know what I'm saying? It's wild. It's untamed today. You know what I'm saying? Like back in the day, it was more tame. Because everybody had to sign to a label. Then the label determines when you're going to put your album on. The label determines what you're going to wear, where you're going to go, and what your schedule is going to be like, how much of the money they're going to put behind it. And, you know, there's only a few people that was doing it themselves. Like from the Jay-Z's to the Diddy's to the Master P's to the Babies to the, you know what I'm saying, Tony Draper's and the Jay Prince's. You know what I'm saying? There's only a few people that was like, E-40, you know, like sick with it. You know, only a few very few, a very small percent of the artists were funding and marketing and working and hiring and going through the ropes themselves. The majority of the business are all under labels. The labels are controlling it. It's damn near the opposite today. Most of your favorite artists 
out here on their own, on their own dollar, on their own time. You know what I'm saying? Like right now, you know what I mean? And, and very few are signed to a label moving at the pace of the label. 360 deals and inclusion deals and shit like that. Like it got, it got the game the complete opposite of what it used to be. Now people are taking matters into their own hands, controlling their own destiny. You know what I'm saying? So today, the game is more wild, it's more alive. You know what I'm saying? Standards is, is it's like almost not even there anymore. It don't exist. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm saying that in a liberated way. People are free to do or say whatever they want. Like once upon a time, this is what gets really like, ironic that. Once upon a time, it was like standards. You had to sound like this or sound like that in order to be accepted. And the other people want to sound like that. They're like, oh, that's cool, but you know. Like PM Dawn wouldn't be at a show with Wu Chang, or you know, you right. wouldn't see a rest of development with, uh, you know, a ball and G. You wouldn't see that. You know what I'm saying? They, they ain't really like that. But today, it's like an open market where you got all different kinds of sound. Like, say trap music, they say doing that, but it's, they're trying to pick genres out of the culture now. But every other genre has that. It's contemporary rock, and then there's slow rock, and then there's classical rock. Classical rock. Right. But hip hop. It's probably the youngest of the genres. Right. So we're just maturing to the point where we can start right. subsetting, right. diversifying. Because, you know, back in the day, if you didn't sound like this, they booing you off the stage. You know what I'm saying? You see what Dre said at the source. The South got something to say. He had to stand up and be revolutionary to support the South like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, today it ain't like that. Everybody know everybody's welcome. Now, the South, the West, the Midwest, East, everybody's welcome. And we all blending and merging together. So it's different. But then... Another part of that is weird because people are starting to make all the music sound the same sometimes, right? You got to sound like this and sound like this. It's kind of going back to that. But I think that's like, it's unintelligent because it's so free today. Today you ain't got to do that, man. You don't got to make your song sound like his song. You don't got to get this person on your hook. You don't got to get with this producer. You don't got to do that because set, the culture accepts everything. I Don't think, be afraid to be free. You know yeah, what I'm and I think that you know certain artists understand that, but then I also believe like when some of the the corporate input. Oh yeah. You know when you talk about the late the major labels, when you talk about radio and all that type of stuff, in terms of how it, I ain't go there. That's how, no another beast. How radio, it how it get saying? how it gets to the masses, and so you're getting this image of the music has to sound like sure. this to be, sure. you know, on that stage. Um, sure. And it, and it kind of creates this illusion sure. that, that takes away from the essence of what it is. It's be yourself like and be they, creative. Man, like they came to free the slaves and the free slaves didn't know they was free. For sure. You don't even know you're free, man. You don't got to do that. You know what I'm saying? You got to, if you don't do that, you got to work hard. I think that, that, might, that yeah. that's what creates the issue for some artists yeah. because we're on the label. They doing everything. They doing a lot of heavy lifting for you. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of people don't have the, the, the work ethic, or maybe they don't have the funding, or maybe the whatever. It's something that they don't have, so they have to just submit themselves to the lane. To the lane. Yeah. What, yeah. what made you know, the, the creativity? Just having that freedom a, to do what I'm you want. I'm an artist, man. I'm an artist. You know what I'm saying? And I've I've, I've done a really good job of being observant and balancing the the difference between. Doing business and doing art. You know what I'm saying? I've seen both sides to the extreme. You know what I'm saying? As I grew older in the business, it got a little wiser. Started to get my own footing, my own thing. You know what I'm saying? My own support, my own way that I know I want to do my thing. Independent was the only way. So for me to do what I want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I got to do it this way in order for it to come out the way it's coming out. You know what I'm saying? 
I can't do the rest- I can do the rest- I can do compromises, but I can't do restrictions. You know what I'm saying? Not very well. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can't do the whole thing where you can't make what you want to make. You can't earn what you want to earn. I'm not with that. You know what I'm saying? Entrepreneurship, man. That's not the way to go. What would you leave as we wrap up the show? What would you want a young artist coming up or a young person that just in general uh, that wants to get into this into this game? What what would you tell them? What, what words of advice would you give them? I've seen a lot of artists... Um, I see a lot of artists that were here before I got here. They came when I came. And some stayed and some left. But I was still, I see a lot of stories. I see a lot of stories in the business. And one thing I want to just really encourage, especially my young people, man. I want to get into the business, man. Just take care of your regular life, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real. Man. You know what I'm saying? Don't get caught up in offspring. Don't get caught up in social media and what you see another person do and, and, and the opportunity you think is there don't let that stuff take you away from what's real you know what I'm saying don't become a, 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 a handle social media don't become a hashtag you know what I'm saying every day take a second or two and just step back and look in the mirror and look at yourself Remember your family, remember your boys, remember where you came from, remember the people that's watching you, people that's looking up to you, people that's depending on you, whether it's your kids or your parents or whoever it is. Don't get detached from reality, man. You know what I'm saying? And it's so easy to do. You know what I'm saying? I see brothers go to their grandmother's house with Julie, you know, something like, look, grandma, I mean, we got shit in the industry, man. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? You know what I mean? Like, you know? Like, the real, like, like, your children shouldn't be calling you by your rapper name. You know what I'm saying? They should be saying dad, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or mommy, or whatever, or whatever. And I'm being extreme when I'm saying these things, but the game, man, the culture is so alone, man. It's, it's, it pulls you. It's overwhelming. I understand it. But what I've seen, man, a great mistake is stepping both of your feet out of reality, jumping full fledged into the business, and losing grip of reality. That's, that, that is a hazard. That is a hassle. That I always recommend people to never do. I can go back home now and post up anywhere with my friends and have a beer and just chill out anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Anywhere. I would see my grandmother, she's proud of me. She know what I do. You know what I'm saying? That's, that, that's what you're talking about. I don't have to. I don't have to. I'm not detached from reality. Yeah. I do everyday things. I do everyday things every day. And right after that, I'm going to catch a fight and get some money as a rapper. Right after that. You know what I'm saying? I don't lose that. You know what I'm saying? You have to leave winning the kid or winning the kid when you think you're involved. For sure. For sure. You seen me in D.C., right? On another note. It had nothing to do with nothing. I wasn't there like that. You know what I'm saying? We we was out there. On something else. Yeah, on something else. Something else. And I take pride in that. Because you know at the end of the day, man, ain't no pinches and rap. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no retirement plans and rap. You got to figure something out that you can... Evolve and develop and create for yourself that may run parallel to rap and not be all just rap. Yeah. You can't be a rapper all forever and all the time. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you gotta be able to step away and just go vacate with the family and just, you know, and, and, and be regular sometimes. And just be curious and, and appreciate, watch the news and, and, and read to your children and do regular things and then still jump up right after that and go and turn up. You know what I'm saying? And go do your rap thing. You know, and I think some people they lose footing with reality. So that go, they go crazy as a matter of fact, right? BG, that's tough. What's up, bro? 
if we only write it, we talk a little bit about the music. Uh-huh. We gotta take a little bit about the music. The fly through, man. Let's take fly three. It's a different really. Yeah, I was having fun. <laughs> I was having fun, but we put out um, projects like. If you but even through, from the evolution, though, I'm just saying. Oh yeah. The evolution. Oh, yeah. If you go yeah. back and listen to, oh, yeah. to to what you was putting out on Gangsta Korea, for sure. To where you at now? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. There's been a transformation Absolutely. in your in, 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 in what you rapping about. Absolutely. And, and Absolutely. even. Talk about that evolution. Absolutely. Um, the Fly Two, the the subtitle of the Fly Two is called the Transformation. You know what I'm saying? That it was at that point that I really started realizing, hey, there's no lid on what you can do. You know what I'm saying? You can create whatever sound you want to create and make it your own. Now, the funny thing is, when you say Gangsta Grills, time and all that, that was a transformation in itself. Because before Gangsta Grills. The music I was making sounds like what it sounds like today. Really? It was almost a 360. I'm mm. a came back home. Like, if you go back and listen to uh, The Day the Game Changed, right. Dead Presidents, Divine and Conference, certain projects like that, not to mention tons and tons of music me and Don King did. The world never heard That's when we were young. Right, right. All that music sounds like the music I'm making today. One thing about Don, he always said, like, when Gangster Girl stuff was popping off and the labels came, we started getting these good budgets and deals. He always told me, man, don't lose the music that you do, you know what I'm saying? Like I know what this artist is doing, what that artist is doing, or how they sign an artist based on certain sounds, that's cool, but don't lose what you do. So today you listen to Masterpiece Theater with me and Alchemist, you listen to Somewhere with me and Ab Joe, you listen to Aquamarine, you listen to The Fly Three, you listen to The Crates, you listen to The Cure, all these projects, it's like you going back home. And that's, that, that sound, like somebody said, oh, you changed up your style, nah, bro, I didn't return you. I returned. Just going back to my roots, the second coming. You know what I'm saying? What's your favorite on the Fly Three? The Fly Three, I like. Um, uh, I like me, and I like uh, different type of nigga. They're my two favorites. Like, they're my two favorites. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like. Oh, I, see, the other records on there, I'm going. I'm going far. I'm going here. I'm going there. I'm going there. But me and different type were two records that I like personally. Chick in a nice dress, a dress cold. I need champagne, nice cold. I need change so I can tip the valet. Need to change my ways. Ways heavy on my mind. I mean, at times I stray. Straight minutes, counting minutes in my new Mercedes. Count basic numbers. I need my wholesome lady. Lately, I need to stop and start thinking my bad. Putting dots in the cab, sipping cab, laughing. Came by the condo, kinda high, hit the high note. Sneaks cost a cardinal, the cardinal. Cardboard color horse, hopping out the Hyundai. It's all good, like the schools I watch state. I need stability, cognac and Cuban stogies. No diamonds in my rolly, I'm dining. Executive chefs, after our conversations. Nice view, private menu, the fly plating, delicious. Bad bitches looking like delicious. Need to make it for my niggas, these Michigan trenches. Peace and prosperity, the diamonds and gold. I want it all without selling my soul. Baby, let me give you something yeah. I 
I'm saying? They were personal. I like them because they're personal. And I talk about real things. I'm telling a real story. You know what I mean? I'm both of those records. And we did them all again. I did both of those records in Grand Rapids. My man Mosaic is a producer shot of Grand Rapids. And, um, well, you did, did that at Grand Yeah, those two records. Those two records, for sure. So it's all organic. It's a real story. Flight lands in my hometown. I'm older. Wisdom. I said, makes you more effective and be. Due time, everything that makes sense to his all. A lime wedge in my ginger ale taking the car. Like, that, that that really happened. I was talking about something that I really was going through. Going back home for the holidays. Like, what put me on Willie the Kid? I had a mutual friend of mine. Actually, he moved to D.C. after graduating from San College. And he said, he was listening to the Banks of Real stuff when he was on, on that mixtape. He's like, man, it's this kid, Willie the Kid. He's dope. I bust out laughing. Yeah, right. And yeah, I was like, yeah. man, I know this kid. Yeah, yeah, you know for I sure. For I didn't sure. know you, but I knew you. For sure. And it was at that moment when I went back. <laughs> went back, like, hold on. Like, hold on, let me Came see across your, 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 your yeah. path two times. Like, yeah, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when sure. I actually started doing back and listening to your Yeah, stuff. for sure. And I was like, yes. <laughs> no, brother. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's sure. like real yeah, that's real. That's real. You see what I'm saying? That's an organic it's process. Organic I prefer process. it like that every time. Two different people came in and said something about me. Oh, I gotta check him out now. That's how it is. It's real. That's how it is. I mean, just saying, the Fly 3, man, got tough tunes on there. It, it, it's jamming. And, I mean, it, it from front to, from start to, to finish, for like, sure. I rolled to it. And, it's, it's kind of nostalgic. It give you that '90s feel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which we like to call like kind of the golden era of hip hop. Mm. But it's it's time progressive. Yeah, it's progressive. Yeah, it's, sure. it's time relevant, man. Right, and it's right. something that you can really hear mm-hmm. that soul and that spirit coming out sure, in, in the music. Do you feel like as an artist that you have like a responsibility with your lyrics, with your delivery to the people that's going to be listening yeah. listening to your music? Do you yeah. think about that? That's one of the driving forces behind why I do what I do and how I do it. I know there's some people who come to get a certain sound. They come to get a certain level of caution and carefulness and care. Some people come for that. But some people that come to turn up, they don't really care what you're saying. You just got to feel good. And I appreciate that, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm in my car, but I listen to Future, man, all the time. Me, too. <laughs> all the time. I listen to Future and Max B all the time just for the energy. You know what I'm saying? I'm not coming to get educated. I ain't coming to say the whales. I ain't coming to... You know, I ain't, well, I'm, I just want to turn up. I just want to feel that energy. But then there's another part of me who just want to hear, want to just really hear some, some substance sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, Straight it, up. You know, like it's just Straight some, up. sometimes you want to hear something different. Sometimes you want a different part of your soul to be catered to from a music perspective. And I know there's people out there, because I sit with my friends, guys who are even older than me. I sell, I sell my brother friends. On the porch, maybe a couple months ago, I was back home hanging out, shooting some videos. And my man was like, Yo, bro, I don't listen to hip hop no more, man. Everybody that come out, they ain't speaking to me. You know what I'm saying? I got my own business, and I got kids, I got a mortgage, man. You know what I'm saying? I got, I got, I got a thing. I'm, 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 a, I'm a business man. I don't want to hear that bullshit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I'm like, Damn, it's a whole subset of people right, who ain't even getting catered to. So they can't, because they can't get into. Turning up, turning mm-hmm. up, turning up. They don't mm-hmm. want to turn up, right? They want to turn up their business. They want to turn up their business model. They want to turn up their new franchise. You know what I'm saying? They got a different drive. I think a lot of artists, they're not 
taking that responsibility. They don't want you to get high and party and get drunk and turn up. And that's cool, because we all do it too. I turn up too. But I think there's a whole list of fans who want to just hear something make them go, all right, when they grind on the, on the way to a meeting or grinding on the way to go build something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Going through a life issue and wondering how I can get around it. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you think you're looking at, looking at it now because I'm listening to you. You feel like you're in a different place than where you were years ago? Hell yeah, man. I grew up, man. I grew up, man. I learned <laughs> I a lot, man. I learned a lot, man. I first got out of wide eye. I was happy to be here. I was trying to show everybody I was the best rapper. That, that was just the objective. I'm going to come, I'm going to kill every verse, I'm going to kill every song. And that's it. I don't know nothing else, you know what I'm saying? But after you start accumulating a certain amount of money, and you start accumulating certain kind of responsibilities, and you start seeing the game from a business perspective, you gotta, you gotta respond. You gotta adjust. You know what I'm saying? You gotta adjust. You gotta respond. Is it, is it true that you just got a master's? Or? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Quietly. I'm not on Instagram Quiet. with it. I ain't on Twitter with it. That is, yeah. I got an MBA. I got an MBA because me and my partner started some businesses um, back home and I wanted that validation. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be just a rapper what's throwing his money around. You know what I'm saying? I really went through the course to qualify myself to, you know, to earn these positions and these opportunities. But I wanted to bring that up and you kept saying lawyer, lawyer, lawyer. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. realized that you had aspirations of high learning and you stuck to your guns and you went back to your NBA. For sure, for and sure. And I wasn't going to let you leave. Uh, <laughs> without even yeah, yeah, on, yeah, for sure. Put that on you the hand. Hand. Yeah, yeah, so for that sure. you know that, hey, got that back. For sure. I had to, because like I said, I didn't want to be so rapid. And you weren't going to mention it if I didn't bring it nah, up. Nah, because that, that, you know, that, that, ain't, ain't, what that, that ain't what I do. I'm, I didn't do that to go brag about it. That's not why I did that. That's you know what I'm saying? I didn't do that to boast about it. That's I just dope. did that because I know I got some future business adventures I'm getting off into. And the kind of people who we're going to be dealing with, I need to know I'm just not some ignorant rapper throwing his fame and his money around. That's not what it is. I qualify myself. I'm, I deserve that and I credibility. And to be able to understand that lingo when you come into the meeting, oh, yeah. you understand oh, yeah. the problems sure. and all that type of stuff. Sure. Willie, man, appreciate you coming Absolutely, out. Absolutely, man. I really Absolutely. do. Because I don't think yes, the people realize yes, that it's for us to make this happen. Oh, yeah. Uh, like I said, we've been down here grinding since we touched down. Mm-hmm. Literally, since we touched down in Atlanta. Whoa. And I know. You know, I reached out to you late in the game, and you was more than willing to come out here man. and just share your story, man. I appreciate man. it, man. I'm and, always And I really it. appreciate you just being open to this opportunity, getting, getting on our show, and being able to tell your story. appreciate you coming sure. on the show, man, Thank man. you for having me, man. I appreciate it. I'm always down to feel Let the Free Lunch fam and listeners know how they can get that fly through. And yeah, even, sure. you know, you talk about... G-R-U-S-A, I mean, for sure. You can check me out on Twitter, The Willie the Kid, T-H-E-W-I-L-L-I-E-T-H-E-K-I-D. Same handle for Instagram, The Willie the Kid. iTunes, all the projects is up. You can catch me, Masterpiece Theater, Living Daylights, Aquamarine, Somewhere, The Fly 3. The list goes on. G-R-U-S-A, the clothing line. Hats, hoodies, T-shirts, a signification of the city I'm from, taking the city global, you know what I'm saying? We, we know New York, we know L.A., we know Paris, we know Tokyo. We're going to do something for the city and make the city a global, a global brand, a global brand recognized brand. So you can check it out. That's shopgrusa.com. And um, yeah, man, keep checking for it. More music on the way. Uh, go to Vimeo. The Fly Short Film is there. 
Um, you can check it out there. You can rent it for two bucks. You can buy it for eight bucks and download for computer and device. Uh, that's on Vimeo. It's called The Fly, short film. All right. What's the name of the It's just NBC Entertainment. NBC Entertainment. But through all of that, GI USA is a brand as well for the home line. And the same thing for the film company as well. DG, yeah. leave, leave the people with something. Hey, well, for anybody that's out there that's asking for some real hip-hop, you want some music that you can listen to, that's going to touch in your soul, y'all going to support our brother, Willie the Kid, Got for you. sure. All right, All right, so for the Freelance Podcast, you can hit us up, FreelancePodcast.com for podcasts and blogs. Also, leave us your comments on Twitter, Freelance Podcast. Also, check us on Instagram, Freelance Podcast, and be sure to slide by YouTube, Freelance TV. Check out our videos. Check out this interview. Yes, sir. I, I really enjoyed this show, man. This is the Free Love Podcast. We are home to the New South Movement. We out of here. Peace. Peace. the kid, nigga. I got the homie John Connor with me. We on that Midwest shit. Yeah, that Michigan shit. Yeah. Fly. Yeah. Smoke them like a zip, never sip Ziffindale. The infidels a myth like a griffin is mythical. Caught up in my whirlwind, centrifugal, quite trifling. Trickle down to where the nickels go. Wishing well, jealousy is unbecoming, so just wishing well. Running like incumbents, kiss and tell. Brag to the homies, this chick let me hump. Not a yes man, a chump. Where they do that? Raised in the dojo, raised in the field. A strict diet build my mojo. Straight from the gills, some kill, some died. I bear guilt. A survivor, turn my sports car to advisor, no roof, advised by the OGs, confide in the Oma, counsel with the brothers at the Juma, a Jedi, the fly flip my collar up, crumble up a hundred dollar bills, got my sword and my shield, bravado, pop champagne, make a toast for tomorrow, no pain, no sorrow, we giving you the best of this Midwest shit, one time for mission, supposed to be done, nigga, yeah, you hear me? Uh, we do it all for the bright lights, the nightlife. Friday to Friday, we so fly, we top flight. Catch nosebleeds trying to be at my height. Talk is cheap, but for mine, they paying top price. The flow is timeless, honest, I ain't aging. Immortal flow out of this world like I hopped out a portal. You watch your rabbit ass mind trying to beat the tortoise. You are watching the stars, it goes into orbit. It's, it's sounding like a classic soon as I record it. I just murder these tracks and I don't know remorses. Name is not on my agenda, just turn up these corpses. Flow is picture perfect, here's another portrait. Put on the show when every line, just enjoy the performance. You want a piece of my mind, well, here's another portion. Me and Willie the Kid to take the torch and torch it. It's Michigan love, and we gon' hold down the fortress. It's all time up, nigga. for the ladies in the bleachers. For the spotlight, we so high, you can't reach us. One time for the place where I'm from. Everything I am, everything I will become. So I love one time for the ladies in the bleachers. For the spotlight, we so high, you can't reach us. One time for the place where I'm from. Everything I am, everything I will become. It's all love. One time. Yeah. One time. One time for Michigan. One time. Yeah. The fly. The best of this Midwest shit. We'll need a kid, man. John Connor. One time. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds so good, don't you agree? The fly.